Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's bonus episode. I'm going to talk about partnerships. Real quick, welcome to Super Small Biz. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. Thank you for being here. Just trying to get this content out there so you guys can understand it and um, have it available um, to make your business decisions. So real quick, disclaimers. I am an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas, but I'm not your attorney. The information I provide here does not create an attorney-client relationship. Therefore, if you have a business or legal question, contact an attorney licensed to practice law in your state or your area that has experience in the type of law that you have a problem in and get in touch with them. Second disclaimer, I do not guarantee success in business. If anybody does, they're crazy. Success in business is 99% up to you and performing the actions and actually getting things done. The information is just 1% of what needs to be done to be successful in your business. And disclaimer number three, if you hear me cuss, I'm so sorry, but it's probably going to happen. So I wanted to share with you guys because I get a ton of stories about partnerships. Let me just make sure our audio is going good here. Okay, great. So I'm not going to give you the basics on partnerships. I, I mean, I guess I can go through a little bit of that, but I want to delve into some of the extra questions that I get about partnerships, the more complicated stuff. So what is a partnership? So it is a business ownership be, between two or more people. If somebody dies, if there's two people in the partnership and one person dies, it automatically no longer exists because there's only one person left, right? In order for it to be a partnership, there has to be two people. So partnership can be two or more people, cannot be one person. Partnerships offer similar um, structure or tax structure for as the um, sole proprietor, basically a pass-through entity. So for a partnership, you typically will have a K-1. If you check on irs.gov, you'll fill out a K-1 form for your partnership, and that will determine what percentage um, you claim and what percentage you pay taxes on. Typically, if it's two partners, it's going to be 50-50. If it's three partners, it's going to be 33.33%. However, your partnership agreement can state otherwise. So I'm going to share with you, I guess I can go through, I mean, I'm going to go through the types of partnerships just because they get really complicated and people just assume it's a partnership, it's done, it's two people. So there are a couple of different types of partnerships. There's a general partnership, which is what typically people are talking about when they talk about a partnership. And that just means that you both, let's just talk about a partnership between two people, both of you would be responsible and liable for everything. So if you and I are partners and you go and take out a business loan or you go and buy a jet or a Cessna or whatever, I am equally responsible for that loan or that airplane. 
Now, in our tax situation, we would claim 50%, so I would be responsible for 50% of the debts and the payment of that. However, if you don't pay your half, guess who would be responsible for it? Me. So that is one of the complicated parts about being in a partnership. A partnership requires, and I guess I just start with that, is partnerships require a lot of trust and a lot of understanding between the partners. And I'll get to that a little bit later, but a partnership, I mean, you're completely responsible for whatever that other partner does in a general partnership. Now, the other types of partnerships I'm going to talk about are what's called a limited partnership. And before we get confused, there's a general partnership, there's a limited partnership, there's a limited liability partnership, and then there's a limited liability limited partnership. Blech, right? So what's best? There is no best. It is determined by your situation. So when I talk about the idea that the business information is only 1% of it, you have to put the business information to your scenario, to your situation to determine what's best for you. So let's get on to the limited partnership. So a limited partnership requires that at least one of the partners be a general partner and one be a limited partner. So let's go back to our two-person scenario. One person would be a general partner and one person would be a limited partner. What that means is the general partner is fully responsible for everything and the limited partner is not so much. That they typically provide money to the partnership, but they don't carry any responsibility other than the money that they put in, almost like a shareholder, right? So if I have a general partner and then a limited partner, the general partner would be responsible for anything that the limited partner did, as well as what the general partner himself did. There's a couple caveats to this that are big, big, big when it comes to the law and when it comes to setting up a limited partnership. Typically, the limited partner is just an investor. And they're not responsible for any debts or liabilities other than the money they put in. So if they put in $10,000, that's all they can lose. They can't lose additional house or car or anything else. The silent partner or the limited partner has to remain silent. They cannot partake in any active management of the business. If they do, big star, this is a big, woo -woo, big star. If the limited partner partakes in or does some of the management or day-to-day -day activities, they can lose their status as a limited partner. And with that, they lose the protection of being a limited partner. So and I know it happens and you're going to say, uh-oh, well, I'm, I'm, 
I'm a limited partner and I participate in the day-to-day. I hire, I fire, I write checks, I do payroll. Then what it's called is piercing the corporate veil. So what happens is if you were to be in a lawsuit, the other party or the other people on the other side of the lawsuit might argue that you are not a limited partner and therefore you should also be responsible for whatever debt you owe to them. And they're going to go through the different things that you do for the company and try to determine in a court of law whether you are a limited partner or a general partner. And if you're found to be a general partner by your actions, then you may too be responsible for 100% of the debts and liabilities. I hope that makes sense. Some people are probably going, oh shit, right now, right? Um, It's very, very important that if you are part of a limited partnership that you invest money only, Um, You're a silent partner. You don't do anything with regards to making decisions or um, any day-to-day operations, okay? After the limited partnership starts to get a little bit more complicated, there's the limited liability partnership, right? And then the limited liability limited partnership. Sorry, as I talk more and more throughout the day, it's already like seven o'clock at night. I've been talking all day, so I will take a drink of my Diet Pepsi from time to time. I apologize, but the limited liability partnership operates more like the general partnership. So typically, all the partners have an active management role, but it limits their liability from one another's actions. So the partners still bear full responsibility for the debts and the liabilities of the business, but they're not responsible for the things that the other partners do wrong. Now, LLPs or limited liability partnerships are not um, permitted in all states, and they're typically doctors, lawyers, or accountants a group of lawyers or a group of doctors will become an LLP so that each one um, operates independently but together and then one doctor is not liable for another doctor's um, bad surgery. This is a great um, setup for like a group of doctors that want to go in together and pool their funds and pool um, like renting or buying an office building um, where they have different rooms that they take care of patients in. And so they um, can pool their resources and and make one big entity. The last or fourth one is a limited liability, limited partnership. And this is a newer type of partnership. It's not available in most states either, and it operates more like the LP. So at least one of the partners is the general partner who manages the business, but the LLP limits the general partner's liability as well. So some 
companies are trying to set up as LLLPs so that they can have the protection like an LLC, but have it set up as a partnership and have the pass-through, okay? So let's, let me share with you real quick. So as of now, the states that currently authorize LLLPs are Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nevada, North Carolina, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Texas, Virginia, Washington, and Wyoming. Now, if I didn't list your state or you didn't hear that, feel free to go to your state's um, startup area where they have a startup guide and see if they have an LLLP. Now, let's talk a little bit about partnerships. I hate them. No, um, I have been in partnerships before. Um, and I actually have had very good experiences in them. However, I always tell people, and I've always heard that the best partnership is no partnership because they are dependent on so many variables. And one of those being trust, which may or may not be one of the attributes of your business associate. So there are, let's talk about some different things that could hurt a partnership. And maybe if I can share with you some scenarios that um, could hurt a partnership, maybe that could kind of give you some ideas of what not to do. So most importantly, or the biggest part about having a successful partnership is the partnership agreement. And I have not seen one that is fabulous. I've seen some that are okay, but I haven't seen some, I haven't seen any that are really 100% foolproof, right? So in order for you to have a partnership, it all depends on the partnership agreement. It all centers on the partnership agreement. And you want to make sure that the partnership agreement kind of covers all possible scenarios. And the problem with that is that it would have to probably be 20 pages long to cover all the different possible scenarios that it could cover because you don't think about the things that it that could hurt the partnership until they already have, right? So the partnership agreement is kind of this document that is carved in stone. <laughs> um, a lot of times you can't get changed once you already have it established and the partnership is established because everybody has, you know, the partnership has already gone on and people don't want to make the changes necessary to make it equal or fair again, right? If a, if a relationship has changed in the interim, then it's difficult to get everybody to agree to make the changes that would be necessary. So it's very important for your partnership 
agreement to have a bunch of different things. I'm going to share with you, you know, some basics, but I'm going to also hit on these key points that I think must, must, must um, be part of the partnership agreement. And a lot of people will say, oh, I don't need to worry about that. Yes, you do. And the other thing that I will tell you is that if you are going into this partnership and you think you can do it, oh, we'll talk about it later. Oh, we'll get it done later. It will never get talked about and your partnership agreement will be worth nothing. Okay. So please, 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 if you're going to do a partnership, first of all, write in there that I said not to do one, but secondly, make sure that it has all these different scenarios in there. Okay. But first of all, obviously, you're going to have the partner's um, names, um, contact information. You're going to decide how to divide the ownership. So like I said before, I'm going to pull out my pencil because it's so much easier for me to do that here. So on the partnership ownership, obviously, people assume that it's going to be 50-50 or 33, 33, 33-33. But you need to spell that out even if you think that you can assume it. So let's, I'm going to start off with four partners and you assume that they have 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%. Okay. So I'm going to use this, these four partners as we go through these scenarios, but you want to make sure that you have it spelled out how they're divided, how the percentages of ownership are divided. So are, even if these are two husband and wife teams, so we got husband, wife, husband, two, wife, two, and they each own 25% of this. That needs to be spelled out. Why? Because a husband and a wife can typically be assumed to be one entity. So if you don't want your partnership agreement to assume that, you need to make sure that it's spelled out, that they are each individuals. And what does that mean? What if somebody gets divorced? Do they still keep their 25%? Yes, no, maybe. You want to spell out who's going to manage the business. And that's probably going to be determined, first of all, by their shares, but also by their skills and the, the things that they're going to do day to day. So let's go ahead and bump this up one one further, we have these four people, they all have 25%, and we're going to do a lawn care business. Okay, so it's nobody that nobody that has to have super extra special skills, right? But, you know, wife number one might not know how to turn on a lawnmower. We don't know. Um, and I say that jokingly, but I'll be honest with you. There's some lawnmowers I don't know how to turn on. But with that being said, you're going to want to determine which partners have what management responsibilities. So is wife number one going to be in charge of bookkeeping and uh, husband number two going to be in charge of marketing and husband number one will be in charge of hiring and firing and wife number two is responsible for getting accounts, um, getting customers. You're going to want to spell out what responsibilities each partner has, 
how you are going to account for those, how the, those are going to be tallied or keeping tra kept track of during the partnership. Because as soon as somebody doesn't meet their responsibility, guess what's going to happen? All shit's going to just go. No, it happens a lot. And that's why I say that you need to make sure that you communicate very, very well, have it down in writing, have everybody sign off on what everybody's responsibilities are. This happens a lot when people, uh, when there's different percentages. So for example, we all have 25% ownership, but instead of me um, calling and making a, and getting customers, my share, my responsibility is to provide $25,000. So I have no other responsibility than to provide $25,000. And once I've done that, my, my duty is done. And then I come out six months later and I say, hey, why hasn't partner number three and partner number four done their job? I provided my $25,000 and I'm looking for answers. So make sure you put the responsibilities down and how you're going to figure them out. Now, you also want to decide, are any of these people limited partners? So if I'm going to put in my $25,000, am I just a limited partner or am I also going to be responsible for other things? Must, must, must be spelled out in the partnership agreement. Okay. What about disputes? So what happens if wife number one parks too close to wife number two's Land Rover? And we get ticked off at each other and we don't want to talk to each other anymore. Um, do we still have to be in business together? What happens if we have a, a dispute? What happens if um, we can't reconcile? What happens if um, I don't take care of my responsibilities? What, how does my percentage get impacted or is it not impacted at all? Do we still work together, but we just don't talk to each other? Those things all need to be spelled out. What happens if I decide to leave? I don't like the way she talks to me and I decide to leave. What can be done and how is it done? Do, do you guys pay me back my 25,000 or am I paid back the 25,000 plus my ownership percentage? Or is my 25,000 considered part of my 25, percent contribution from the very, very beginning, and my percentage is divided up by what the total uh, perceived um, value of the company is right now when I want to leave. And when I want to leave, how would you guys pay that? Are you responsible for paying that out of your own pocket? Is there a um, insurance policy set up for these situations, how is that money going to be paid? So as you can see, as I go through these different scenarios, it gets more and more complicated. Um, I would like to say that all these businesses, you know, you start out with these rose colored glasses and everybody is, has the same agenda in mind or the same perceived ideas. But I'll tell you what, I mean, just think about it. If I tell you to go start a blog today and I tell you to pick the categories, pick seven categories that you're going, your blog's going to be about 
and I go in the next room and I pick seven categories that my blog's going to be about, I'll bet that we don't pick the same seven. Almost guaranteed, right? So to say that you are going to be partners with somebody and you're never going to have any problems or disputes or um, misunderstandings or just not seeing eye to eye in the direction that a business is going to go or how the website's going to look um, would be doing it a service to your business. So let's talk a little bit more about, I guess, more complicated situations, but very common situations. So let's say, let's say a couple things. So one of the big things, I'm, I'm going to start this. One of the big things is what percentage of voting rights you have. So just because you own 25% of the business, do you have a 25% voting right? Sometimes they'll be separated out. So I might own 25%, but I have four times the voting rights as somebody else. Why would that happen? It can happen for all different reasons. Um, it could happen because, um, for example, let's take this scenario, right? And let's say I inherited my husband. My husband passed away and I inherited my husband's 25%. So now I own 50% of the business and I have two votes, but the other wife has one vote and 25% and the other husband has 25 and one vote. If you guys always disagree with me, we will never get anything done. So in this scenario, I might have 50% ownership, but they may only give me one vote. We, there may be something in our partnership agreement that states in that scenario that we would each only get one vote and therefore two votes would be the majority, right? Because we would never, if I had two votes, anything I voted for was automatically 50%. We would never get to 51% unless I was able to get somebody else to vote with me. Let's talk about a scenario. Sorry, this is common as well. Let's say one wife starts sleeping with the other one's husband or the other wife for that matter. And the ownership um, ideology or the ownership uh, direction is skewed in some way that one party doesn't know about. Is there something in the partnership agreement that states that in that some inequity in there could cause the partnership agreement to change or be altered. Let's talk about the other thing. The other part that I was getting onto was the percentages. So let's say, for example, your partnership agreement says that you have to have a 50, let's say, let's say this, a majority Um, percentage vote to make a decision. Let's say it's to buy paper. Um, you vote, you and your husband vote 
for Staples and me and my husband vote for Costco. If nobody ever gets to 51%, do we never buy paper? You need to decide in your partnership agreement what decisions are made by voting and what decisions are not. Is it just the really important decisions? Is it just acquisitions? Is it payroll? Is it uh, hiring and firing decisions? What decisions are based on vote and what are not? The other part is when the percentages get out of whack, Let's say, for example, we start out with, I don't know, let's say 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 partners. So they would each have 10%, right? And we say that you must have more than 70% vote to make a change okay so then years go on years go on and we never revise the partnership agreement and 10 years from now we're down and we have three partners left or let's say more realistically let's say that four partners died right 10 years from now four partners died and two got divorced and one sold to the other one. So now we're down to three partners. And let's just assume, let's just for all numbers, let's just say that each of you and somehow ends up with 33, 33 and 33% ownership. I don't know how that would happen, but it might happen. But we haven't fixed our partnership agreements, but we still have a partnership because we still have three people alive. And our partnership says that we have to have more than 70% yes votes to do something. The only way we're going to have more than 70% is if all three people vote yes. So lack of revising and tailoring and reanalyzing or reevaluating your partnership agreement, which is very common. A lot of times companies just make their partnership agreement and never look at, at it again, which is why you have to put all these scenarios in at the very, very beginning because a lot of times it's not until you've gotten in trouble and all these people have died, some people have remarried, some people are mad at each other, that all of a sudden you realize that your partnership agreement is no longer valid. Now what do you do? And you have all these employees now depending on you to run this business that you don't have a partnership agreement for. So that in a nutshell, are the variety of reasons why partnerships are so complicated. 
I hope this bonus material has been helpful for you and has opened up your eyes to some of the different uh, complicated situations that can arise with a partnership. Now, these can arise with other types of businesses, but more than likely it's a partnership. And ultimately, I guess, first of all, my advice would be the best partnership is no partnership, right? And to have the best darn partnership agreement you've ever seen. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. I hope you enjoy this bonus material. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.